Hello everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Fat People with Opinions. I am fat person number one. My name is <laughs> <laughs> fat person number one. Fat person number one. Yes. My name is Taylor Renee. And my name is Isaiah Jahad. And we're here just to talk about real shit. Whatever we want to talk about. So I approached Taylor. That's me. Mm-hmm. To do a podcast because I wanted to have a platform to talk about real shit. And I want it to be from the perspective of two young black queer people who navigate the world in fat bodies, mm-hmm. to be politically correct. But two fat two fat bitches. Okay. <laughs> two okay. fat bitches talking about things because we have opinions. Yes. So there's this idea in society where like if you're fat you you just have to take what is given to you mm-hmm. instead of having an opinion on how things should be or how things could be or what you deserve. It's just like here, have this because this is what you're worth as a fat person. Right. So we fundamentally reject that. So we were like, let's have a platform where we talk about shit. Like, we literally <laughs> just espouse our opinions and say things that we want to say and have been wanting to say for mm-hmm. a long time. So that's what the premise of the show was. It's meant to be an opportunity for, like I said, two black bitches to talk. Like, <laughs> to talk. Two, two black fat bitches to talk, okay. In an area where other fat bitches can be themselves with us. Right. See themselves in us. So the first episode is supposed to be real, you know, unstructured, okay? Because we, you know, we're learning, and you have to start from some place. So we thought it would be cool to just introduce ourselves and do like a series of interview questions to kind of mm-hmm. set the mood and give people an idea of who we are. Yeah. So it's gonna let you guys know who we are by finding out who we are. Right. <laughs> so. I'll go first. So we both came up with a series of questions. I have like eight questions. Yeah, I have like eight to ten. Okay. And then we're just going to kind of like riff off those questions. Okay. When did you know you were fat? Oh my gosh, that's one of my questions. Really? (laughs) But mine is like, oh my gosh, wow. Okay, mine was, when in your childhood was the moment you realized you were bigger and that it affected the way you did things or the things you could do? Okay, okay. So we are on the same page. Bitch, I can really write a paper about this. Yes, same. Yes, really write (laughs) a Let me not clap, sorry. Okay, so I have a very specific story from when I was a child in Mm -hmm. school. Um... Because we would have recess still. That was when recess was still a thing. When you got to go outside after lunch and actually be active in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be outside with my friends. And I realized that I could never go on the seesaw. Because we still had a seesaw on our playground. Because nobody else in my like friends group was the same size as me. What age do you like? Do you have a specific age that you Yeah. So I was in second grade. So that's what, like eight? Mm-hmm. Like, like eight or nine? Mm-hmm. Seven, seven, eight, nine, something seven, eight, wrong nine, there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really always wanted to do the seesaw, but it would require like me sitting farther up in front of the seat on like the bars so that the the weight was distributed differently or I wouldn't be able to do it because none of my friends are the same size. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the moments where you realized that you were... That was the moment I realized I was fat. I always knew that I was like tall. I was always the tallest kid in my class. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the same thing as being the biggest kid. Yeah, yeah. 
do you like remember how people were responding to you when you were like on the playground in that moment like was there ever a moment where somebody like said something that was offensive or like hurt your feelings as a child i don't think any where's my drink <laughs> Sorry. we're um, drinking y'all don't come for us <laughs> I don't remember specifically being offended by a weight comment as a child. Mm. I do remember being told I wasn't pretty, but I don't know if that was a weight thing. It could have also been a black thing mm -hmm. because I went to a Christian school where the majority of them were white. So. Oh my God, yes, we have to talk about this, <laughs> this podcast. But I don't think it was ever like a specific, you're fat. It's, it was just like a, you're not pretty. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it. I don't know. I don't think and I. And you didn't know. You couldn't like distinguish if it was related to weight, but you knew that they were thought that you were pretty. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think the moment that I remember, like that I can recollect that I, it was made known that I was fat, and I feel like every fat person has a story like this. I remember we went to Hershey Park. So it was an amusement Through park. Hershey Park. Okay, Hershey Park. And <laughs> it was, I was younger and it was like a school trip. We went to Hershey Park and it was like that ride where you have to like get buckled into the seat and then like takes you up and it spins you around. So it's kind of like you're on swings, but it's going in a circle. Mm -hmm. It's like you're swinging. So the swings, aren't they called swings? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming so. They're called swings. So I got on the swing machine and... I couldn't get into the the, the ride. Mm -hmm. Like the ride wouldn't buckle, the seats wouldn't buckle, and they even brought out like an extender thing, and I didn't fit in that. So <laughs> our, our engineering, yeah. yes. <laughs> our producer is agreeing. <laughs> agreeing with that experience. So I remember feeling like, oh wow, like there are things created in this world that I am not equipped yeah. to do. How old were you then? I feel like I don't remember an age, but I do remember. I want to say Hershey Park, because niggas wasn't going on too many rides, trips, okay? <laughs> we weren't going on too many, because, you know, poor black kid, we wasn't going on too many field trips, you know? <laughs> but about uh, music, like. <laughs> um, I forget what age I was, but I do remember, like, it's a... This was, like, elementary school, middle school? I want to say it was, like, late elementary, mm -hmm. like, fourth or fifth grade. I mean, I'm not too sure, but my memory is interesting. <laughs> but for the fifth, but I do remember the moment of being like, the shame of, like, I was so excited about this ride. Like, I really was so excited. And I'm not usually like an amusement park, amusement park person. So the fact that I had like a genuine joy <laughs> about getting on this ride, and then I couldn't get on it. And then the shame of having to like walk back yeah. to the line. Yes, I have a lot of stories like that. And then like, you see, it's like people, it, it's like, and there are people around who are watching the whole situation happen. And it's yeah. like, the shame. Like, mm -hmm. And it wasn't even that anybody said anything wild, reckless, or crazy. It was just that... Everyone's looking at looking you. Looking at you. Yeah, yeah. you feel embarrassed. Like. I remember a story. I was uh, at like a carnival with my then boyfriend and some friends. Mm -hmm. And we were getting on the Grat... Was it the Gravitron? It was something similar to the Gravitron. And, and that's like the one that like... It spins, no, it spins really quickly in a circle and then mm -hmm. like your seat Like you're standing up, up. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't that one. It wasn't specifically that one. It was something similar though, where you had to get buckled in. But like the buckle came from over top of you and then clipped in between your legs. Mm -hmm. And I could not fit in that one. The, the conductor guy was like pushing on it. We could not get it to click. So I had to walk off of the thing while mm -hmm. all of my friends were on it. 
And these two little boys, you know how children are like <laughs> the devil. Yeah, <laughs> and they will really tell you the truth no matter what. They were Kids just like horrible creatures. They will ruin your lives. Okay. <laughs> I'm just getting off, and th- this little boy is like, "What you didn't fit," and I was like, "Damn." <laughs> I mean, he said that. Yeah, but I, it was true. I didn't. Fuck him! Like that's really disrespectful. Like, why would you ever say something like that? You horrible little fucker! Like that is disrespectful. I can't. That little boy, like <laughs> he was right though. I didn't fit. But you I, I tried to, to say nothing. Like, don't be saying nothing. I tried like, to play it off like, oh, my boobs were too big. But he was also like eight. So, like, what the fuck am I talking <laughs> to him about my boobs for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like every fat person has a story about, like, there being some obstacle. Like, like engineers, when they built whatever mm-hmm. it was that they built, they were not, they thinking, not thinking about, about us. us. <laughs> they were not thinking about us at all. I still get anxiety every time I go on a plane. Yes. And yes. we have to book our seatbelt. I actually bought my own seatbelt extender so that I didn't have to ask a flight attendant oh, for one. Oh, wow. So that I could I skip that part of the shame train. You can purchase them? Yeah, on Amazon. I mean, mine's fit now, but this is after. But it still was like, it's trauma. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's still like a yeah. historical trauma associated with like, I'm is it going to fit? that with you too later on this podcast. We're going to delve into the... Uh, the realm of no longer necessarily being a fat person and how your psyche still affects you as a fat yes like yeah (laughs) all right um let's go a little lighter Mm. okay if you have a beard right (laughs) and a mustache is it still a mustache or is the whole thing a beard I'm going home. <laughs> what kind of question is this? I, I need to know. I've been asking every male friend that I know who has a beard. If you have a beard and a mustache, a mustache, is the mustache part still called a mustache or is the whole entire thing a beard? I mean, it's a beard, but I feel like beard only refers to the part that's like underneath your jawline. Okay, so if you went to the barber and was like, I need my beard shaped up, are you expecting him thing. to also do your mustache? Yes. So then, <laughs> but I feel like they'll say to me, "How do you want your mustache done?" Okay, do you get what I'm saying? They, there's a distinction between a beard and a mustache because I have—I mean, y'all can't see me—but I have a—I am a full beard, mm-hmm. Philly nigga. In that, I have a full beard. So when I go to the barber, they always ask me like, "Oh, do you want to keep your like mustache natural? Do you want to like line it up?" So there is a distinction, okay. but I feel like when people talk about it, they talk about the whole thing as a beard. Okay. Because this is what's most important. The stuff underneath is what's the most important. I'm That's sorry. the part that contours your face. Exactly. Cheekbones, because I don't have any of them. But with the beard, <laughs> I do. I have a follow-up question to this. Mm-hmm. Can you have a beard without a mustache? Can you have a beard? Are we talking about beard as like... Well, like you on your face right now, if you shaved your mustache, is that still a thing? Like, do people do that? Have I mean, there are people who do, like, the only mustache look, but yes, I feel but, like it's not a beard. Right. It's just a mustache. But, like, if if we had all of the facial hair here, mm-hmm. but shaved this part. That's a beard. Right. Is the beard by itself, or is it called a bottom beard, you know? Cause <laughs> a bottom beard. Mustache. It's called... <laughs> there's a joke. There's so many jokes in here about, you know, straight women, you know, blocking for gay men, but that's not the end of the day. But, um... <laughs> A beard, yes, it's still a beard if it's a bottom. Okay. I mean, okay, it's still a beard if it's a bottom. Let's talk about that. Let's unpack that. Let's go ahead and unpack that sentence right, <laughs> right there. there. No, but if you have hair going underneath your lower lip, 
then it is considered a beard. Okay. 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 Above the lip is mustache. That's the distinction. Okay. So I want to say these things to you. You have to choose one that's got got to go. Okay. okay. So cheeseburgers, fried chicken, hot dogs, or pizza. Oh, one of them has to go. None of them can go. <laughs> if I had to choose, but like, okay, cheeseburgers are near and dear to my heart because cheese. And a burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I put cheese on the hot dog, or is it a plain hot dog? I mean, I feel like this is, I mean, I want to say it's up for interpretation, but who is putting cheese on a hot dog? Like, when you go to a barbecue, you're not saying, nigga, put cheese on my hot dog. You're... So that's a strike against the hot dog fans. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the thing that makes a cheeseburger, well, no, because there's p- cheese on pizza. So no, never mind. Right. That was going to be my argument. But it does say burger. cheeseburger, not hamburger. And it does say hot dog, not cheese dog, so... That's an important distinction. Strike against the hot dog there. Cheese, uh, Pizza House has cheese. What was the other one? Fried chicken? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I mean, I guess the hot dog can go, but only because there isn't cheese on it. But there's not cheese on fried chicken. But it's fried chicken. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we can be getting into the conversation right there. Correct. I would say for me, I mean, I'm feeling the hot dog too, even though sometimes a good hot dog we from love a barbecue. A hot dog, okay. A chicken hot dog too. A chicken hot dog a plain on a bun. And I'm not a plain. I love a sauce. I love a cheese. But a chicken hot dog a plain ch- on a bun? Chicken hot dog. A chicken hot dog. Let's really unpack <laughs> this together, team. A chicken hot dog. I've never heard of this. What is it? Is it made from the beak of the chicken? Is that the beak, Jesus? <laughs> is it made from the crow's feet? Or what is it called? The, the feet of the chicken. The feet? No. It's made of chicken it's just like <laughs> chicken. instead of a beef dog or a pork dog it's a chicken dog okay so i would say hot dog for me as well because pizza duh burgers <laughs> yes pizza and chicken duh so this is another one's gotta go okay ribs steak shrimp or fried chicken Ooh, ooh. i feel like i'm gonna go steak but that's only because we love a sauce and a rib is covered in a sauce. And like, I feel like people really be sleeping because it's crazy because I'm on Google Images and it says one gotta go and then it says buy ribs at the bottom. But I'm sitting here like, people don't really appreciate a rib. Because I feel like we don't have ribs often. But when we have, but I have a rib. Not everybody knows how to cook them too. Because it's gotta be, the, the meat is supposed to be tender. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to melt in your mouth. It's supposed to slide off that bone. Mm-hmm. So if slide it's cooked, off- <laughs> if it's okay. cooked where it's like chewy of course you're not gonna like ribs because it ain't good but i do love a good steak i love a good t-bone i love a good ribeye but if i had to choose it could go compared to the other three shrimp or fried chicken i'm kind of feeling like for me the toss-up is between the ribs and the shrimp because i feel like i love shrimp Let's, I just want that to be clear. Mm-hmm. Let, the record love, let the record show. I love shrimp. I also love a rib. But the steak and the fried chicken, they're just, I cannot. Fried chicken, fried chicken on any list where there's fried chicken listed, I'm going to choose that. It's never going to be Favorite movie, fried chicken. <laughs> Correct. Okay, what has to go? Fried chicken, you're there, okay? What you wearing today? Fried, fried chicken, chicken. Uh-huh. okay? Favorite anime, fried chicken. Correct. Okay, video game, fried chicken. I'm going to say... I'll say ribs. I'm going to say ribs. Ribs can go? Ribs can go. After all that shit, you just talked about how people sleeping on yes, these ribs. Yes, but I feel like... Because <laughs> I cannot imagine a world without shrimp. So if I can't have shrimp, I'm going to be mad. 
But I'm gonna say ribs. I'll say ribs. Okay. And I feel interesting about it already, but it's okay. Okay. It's your question. What was your favorite song on Lemonade? <laughs> I have to look. I have to look. I have to look. I have to look. My favorite song on Lemonade. Because I feel like Lemonade is, you know, one of those albums where you just have one that's going to stick with you forever. Let me see. I... Don't say my favorite song. I had a dream that you said my exact favorite song. I had a dream that you said my favorite I would say... Sorry is my favorite song. Okay, okay. Sorry is my favorite song. There are other ones on here that I feel like are really, really close seconds. Because I really do like All Night. I do love an All Night. I do mm-hmm. like an All Night. All Night is actually a really good song. My favorite is Love Drought. Okay, okay. I really be belting it in the car. <laughs> like, I am Beyonce herself. Remember when she did that performance and she almost fell off that chair? Child, I lost all of my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need this chair to stay stable for these next two counts because I will not, okay? I will <laughs> jump next through. two counts. I just, I will jump through this television. But yeah, Sorry was my, is my favorite and I would say All Night is my second favorite. Let's do top three. Can we talk about one song I kind of can do without? Sick bitch. And me and you are really on the same page. Like, I really can do without that song. When she does it live, Our producer is pissed right now. (laughs) When she does it live, I live. But Six Inch is the one... It's really just because of The weekend. Like, if they cut his part out, I can maybe deal with it. But it's in the context of the album. You get what I'm saying? It's like, when you look at the song in relation to the other songs on the album, I would prefer to listen to those as opposed to that one. That's how I feel. Now, I feel that way was, about Daddy Lessons too. Daddy Lessons could honestly go. No, because after that that country, that CMA performance, I'm telling you. But we're not talking about the live performances, sis. We're talking about in continuity of the album. But whenever I listen to the album now, I only imagine the live performance. And mm-hmm. I feel like that live performance, she was really singing and then giving us a look. Like that center part <laughs> wig, I stand. You will know this about me, podcast people. I live for a center <laughs> part, okay? We love a center part. And that lace was blended for the for the gods. He also lives for Beyonce. Ask him what his lock screen on his phone is. It's don't don't do that. <laughs> I do live for a Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, Carter. <laughs> I do, but there's other people that I like as well. But yes, I would say top three. Sorry, all night, and then I would say the last one. I want to say Pray You Catch Me, but it's not long enough. Like, I feel like if it was a longer song, I would say that that's one of my top three because that's a really good song. I would say Hold Up is my third one. Mine would go Love Drought, mm-hmm. All Night, mm-hmm. Don't Hurt Yourself. Mm-hmm. That's my top three. Try not to hurt yourself. <laughs> Love God herself. I'm the dragon breathing fire. Beautiful man, I'm the lion. Beautiful man, I'm the lion. Okay, next one. I feel like I have all the serious ones. Okay. <laughs> um, I have some serious ones. I just haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Would you consider your relationship with weight healthy right now? No. 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 I would say it's healthier than it has been in the most recent past. Because there was a point in time where I was getting on the scale every morning. And then just feeling like mm-hmm. shit about myself all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get on the scale anymore. I hit it for myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I still obsess like over what I'm eating. Sometimes if I eat 
what I want to eat, I then beat myself up because I shouldn't have been eating it. Um, what else? So you said no. You would say no, but it's been better than it's been. It's definitely healthier than it has been in the past, but it's still not healthy. I still have a really, I don't have a great relationship with food still. I don't have a great relationship with working out. I do those things. Like there, I go through stretches where I eat great. I go through stretches where I go to the gym regularly, but then I I never do it all of the time Mm -hmm. or even most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say my relationship right now is, I would say it's healthy in that I, I don't, I'm not interested in losing weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly am in a point in my life right now where I don't feel the need or want to lose weight. It's more so about, like, being vain and, like, having a flat stomach. <laughs> and, like, those are the things that I want, like, a flat stomach. The only thing that's, that's the only thing I want. I mean, tell, we'll talk about this later, but I go to the gym every mm-hmm. single day. I go to the gym every single day. I'm not really dieting. Right now, I mean, I don't plan on dieting, but I go to the gym every single day. And that's more so just like a mental health thing. But I'm at a point now in my journey where I only really want just a taut, flat stomach. (laughs) Like, that's really a taut, (laughs) flat stomach. That's the only thing that I want. And I would be completely happy. I don't want to lose any other inches, pounds. I'm not interested in that. So I feel like, to me, that's healthy, right? Like, yeah. Cause I don't get on the scale often, I, like I really like I only go get on the scale when like usually I'm going to the doctor, so I don't get on the scale often. Um, I mean, I will say sometimes I do. My eating habits aren't necessarily the healthiest because I feel like it's always about convenience. So I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I do eat a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. I do eat a lot in one sitting, but I don't eat a lot throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so it's kind of like, am I binging or am I just eating because I haven't... Because I'm hungry. Right? (laughs) Like, am I binging? Because it's like... But I go to the gym. So it's like, I will work out in the morning and then I won't have my first meal until like 12 and I wake up at 7. I won't have my first meal until 12 and it'll usually be like a protein shake. And then I won't eat again until like four. I also feel like with the amount that you work out, you can allow yourself to eat, you know? Mm. Whereas I eat and then think about working out, but that doesn't burn any calories. (laughs) I mean, I think mental calories are a thing. I think we need to make sure that our brains are in tip-top shape at all times. So that involves thinking about things that we want to do. (laughs) That we want to do. (laughs) So I would say, I mean, I don't know. My relationship with weight, I would say, is healthy. I don't know. Eating, I think I could definitely tighten up. But I feel like, like I said, it's about convenience and it's about just getting calories in before I fall out. Yeah. And I don't want me saying that I have an unhealthy relationship with weight right now to be like a, I hate my body because that's not the case. Right. I love my body. I've gone through like a period recently where I think I am like the sexiest thing to walk the earth. Come on. I just know. You are a fine looking nigga. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The finest looking nigga. I just know that like mentally and like when it comes to like willpower that I could be doing better, Mm. you know, because I can say to myself, oh, I'm going to work out four times this week and I'm going to meal prep on Sunday and eat right. And I can actually meal prep on Sunday, but then Tuesday comes around and I want a taco. (laughs) And I'm going to let myself have the taco instead of saying, no, Taylor, your cheat day is next Saturday. Stick to the plan. 
And this, that's also, I mean, we're going to talk about that too because that'll be one of the things that we bring up when we talk about like health and wellness, the fitness industry, that kind of thing. And it's just interesting how like, how you how you approach your it, your journey is so specific. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, it's really just about what you want to do in order to achieve whatever goal you want to achieve. Yeah, it's because it's like there are people out here who binge but still lose weight. Right, like who go to the gym all the time who binge and will still lose weight, but they'll still beat themselves up and have very, in my opinion. Un- unhealthy ways of thinking about their weight in that they have a negative reaction to binging as right. opposed to just thinking like, okay, maybe this is just how I'm eating in this particular mode that I'm in. Yeah. So I feel like that's something we'll talk about when we talk about like weight loss journeys and fitness and stuff. Yeah. But. I also don't feel like I've found what fits me yet, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not like pressed. Because I did like, like I tried keto, I tried plant-based. I've tried a lot of things. I just haven't found what fits me yet. Okay, so that leads me to one of my questions. Wait, but I already went. But go ahead, okay. ask your follow up. I'll ask What's too. the most ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous diet you've ever done? Let me talk about this one time that I did Legion Transformation. Okay, you know that thing where you sign up for free, quote unquote, and then you're supposed to lose twenty pounds in six weeks because they work you out and give you a meal plan. I have a friend who does Legion. Mm-hmm. I personally think that was incredibly ridiculous. I'm going to make a YouTube video about this, so I don't want to spoil everything. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about a different ridiculous diet I've done, because like I said, I've done many. So when you did Legion, I didn't know you did Legion. I did. It was um, a miserable time in my life. How much did you pay? Well, the, uh, the premise is that it's supposed to be free, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, you have to do a $500 deposit, and then you're supposed to get the $500 back if you complete the challenge, meaning you lose the 20 pounds in the six weeks and you go to work out every day and you have to check in like on Facebook every day. Is the caveat, so is is the qualifier for getting the money that you lose it within a specific amount of time? Within the six weeks. You have okay. to lose those 20 pounds. Also, there's like fine print where like if you write on your contract thing that you want to lose more than 20 pounds like total, like my total weight loss at the time was like 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wrote. You don't get your money back until you lose those 100 pounds. That's so you have to roll more. over into really every six-week program. You have to do every one until you lose those 100. And if you don't lose 20 in one of those six-week things, all bets are off. You lose that's, money. That's wild. It was ridiculous. The whole program was ridiculous. You ate nothing, but you ate <laughs> constantly. Like, it made no sense. You ate <laughs> nothing. But you ate constantly. Like, you ate six to eight times a day, but it was like a cup of white rice. <laughs> Oh my god! And like chicken breast, so nothing. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm like, where's the flavor? Bitch? Who's eating a cup of white rice every day and losing weight? Like how many? You know how many carbs are in a cup of white rice? Well, I mean, I'm in, I am a carb. Okay, but that's Damn. you. And that was another thing I had an issue with with mm-hmm. Legion was they tailored this thing to for everybody. Like, the, sorry, they didn't tailor it for everybody. So it was one plan that was supposed to work for every person, like every person in the program. Mm-hmm. So like. I learned this recently, but there are people who thrive off of carbs, who can lose weight eating mostly carbs. That's not me. Mm. <laughs> I am like protein efficient. I need mostly protein, low carb, medium fat. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal body fat burning range. It, it, we really have to talk about diet because it's like <laughs> I, and I have never gotten into that level of detail when it comes to diets. I'm more so like protein. Protein is the, the the biggest metric that you go by. Mm-hmm. So as, as long as you're meeting your protein, protein metric, you're good. When I was in, like, the thick of losing weight and I lost, like, like 130 pounds, 
the biggest metric was calories. That was the biggest one. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I give myself 1,500 calories a day. And that should be true for everyone. Mm-hmm. Being in a calorie deficit. deficit is what helps you lose weight. However, you have to figure out what your basic, what is it, your basal body? Basal metabolic rate. Yeah, you have to figure mm-hmm. out what that is before you can figure out your caloric deficit. Because if you're not feeding yourself enough, that causes more problems. Right. And also, you need to you need to know what's going to energize you when you're doing the workout. Right. Like, so it's like, if you don't get the energy that you need from a strictly keto diet, then I feel like carb, having carbs do that. But that's a different conversation, but... And Legion did, but Legion didn't do any of this for us. They gave us this one meal plan that was supposed to work for everybody. And... I did not know you did Legion. <laughs> when I started Legion, I had already lost, uh, like, over 60 pounds. Mm. So... The I lost 20 pounds in six weeks probably works for people who have never worked out before right. and they're losing 20 pounds of water weight in those six weeks. Right. But that wasn't going to work for me because I was already losing actual fat. And there's no, I mean, it's not help in, for me, for my body, it would not be healthy for my body to lose 20 pounds of fat in six weeks. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't work for me. So that was the most ridiculous one that I did. I've also tried some other things like Slim Fast where you drink two shakes <laughs> yes. a day. Yeah. <laughs> There's slim fast in my fridge now. Come on. <laughs> Does it still taste the same? No, it tastes much better now. It tastes much better now. I remember niggas used to drink slim fast when they were like children. Like Yeah, my grandmother used to give me slim fast when I was a child. And niggas legitimately thought that that shit worked. Like I can't. And I'm sitting here like, bitch, this shit don't even taste good. Like <laughs> give me something else. Like I don't know. Like I know. But. That's so funny with Legion, because I'm like, theoretically, I feel like the model would work if it wasn't the time thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was like, if you lose 20 pounds, you get your money back. Yeah. Yes. That would be better. But I guess the profit motive is, if you put it in within a time constraint, then people aren't... People don't do it, and you get to keep the money. Right. I did like the workouts. The workouts were pretty dope. Like the, it was an hour long workout. It was like a circuit workout. You go through these things. There's mm-hmm. a timer. It was great. I really like the workout. Said, yeah. It was just the structure. I feel like I was promised a nutrition, and there was none of those ever. Hmm. And they like what like they're very specific. Cause my friend she did it. My best friend she did it, and she said that like they want you to get a very specific kind of protein. Mm-hmm. Like the workouts are very catered. Like there's and not that was really- another thing because I was sponsored at the time by a certain protein brand mm-hmm. i'm still sponsored by them so it was like why would i buy your protein when i get this stuff for free mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like well i can't vouch for that stuff and i'm i'm showing him the trainer i'm showing him the nutrition label of both of them mm-hmm. and mine actually has less calories because it has less sugar mm-hmm. than theirs and they're like oh but i don't think yours is gonna work for this and i'm like i just i don't understand make the it, make it, the science it, make it, sense i feel like I mean, protein, pro- protein is protein is protein. I feel, I mean, let me not say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the purpose of the protein is the protein. Is the protein. That's <laughs> supposed to be the biggest factor. So I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can go into protein that's like bad for you. But if you're saying that everything else is the same, but yours has more sugar in it, then I feel like, okay, so then wouldn't your, as a health professional, wouldn't your response be, okay, well then go what works for you. We can hang that one up. That was but the thing. none the of them room. were health professionals either. They were like Bros. people who work out. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm like. That's why I feel interesting about like me sounding like a fitness channel because I'm like I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, nigga. I'm like this is what I did, and this is what works for me. Have to, you don't have to start a fitness channel though. It could just be like a lifestyle channel and 
what you do is work out. So like, it's not like a here's and what you should do. It's a here's what I do. Here's what I do, and here's accountability. Yeah. Let's do this together. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Okay, go ahead. Right. Wait, I think that's a question. Ridiculous diet. Oh yeah. Um. Just like not eating. Mm hmm. The whole. A thousand calories a day thing. Like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> like, I really do not know. Like, 1,500 calories a day is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Not for a full-grown man. Barely for a full-grown woman. Barely. And I am, you know, a descendant of Jack and the Beanstalk. Like, I am a big, tall-ass nigga. So it's like, I can't just be out here eating, you know, two leaves and dirt and... <laughs> Branches, okay, and <laughs> expected to be doing cardio and then lifting. Like no, and, I can't and do still that. be alive. No, and, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I did that shit, but I feel like that was probably one of the craziest things I did. But it's, I did it, and you lose the weight. You definitely lose the weight. You yeah. lose it quickly. But, but it's, it's also not, not fat. It's I mean, it's not all fat that you're losing either. It's like muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Brain cells. Brain cells. <laughs> You're losing organs, organ right. cells, organ meat. Half your stomach. Your soul. <laughs> they said, uh, -uh you're taking up too much space, bitch. You're too on the scale too much. I have to get you out. Your will to live because like, all you're eating is two twigs and a berry. But there are things that, we'll talk about this later, but there are things I've learned from that that I think I can see if I ever were to be in a situation where I was cutting again, where I could take like little things that I learned from there into that cut. But yeah. Okay, what is something you think you failed at when it comes to your health and self-love journey? Health and self-love failed at? Um, I still don't feel, I mean, I think I found balance now, but I think, bef yes, I think one of the things I felt at is that it, it, for me, my journey felt like all or nothing, all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have, if I'm going to do it, it can't be in a way where it's like, healthy like you know what i'm saying like there's, there's balance i'm prioritizing wellness like like to me those things were just lip service at the time yeah now it's like i legitimately f see the value in like having a, a balanced healthy wellness driven perspective towards weight loss but i feel like my journey was always about all or nothing it's like talking to myself shamefully like with shame if i were to cheat on my diet like treating myself horribly if I didn't go to the gym. Like, if I were in a situation where, like, I went out and I had a drink, just one drink, that was, you know, a, a bad thing and I would have, like, a, a negative self-talk of myself. Like, those things, to me, those aren't balanced. Right. Like, and that's not healthy. Yeah. And it's like, if all your journey is all or nothing, that's not sustainable. <laughs> like, if you don't lose this weight, you're going to die. <laughs> and that's the context. Die, right. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, that's some people's context. Yeah. Like, but I feel like for me it wasn't. But I treated it like it was, and it's that's not sustainable because the stakes if the stakes are too high for five years, it's like okay, bitch, I don't give a damn anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the stakes are just gonna have to be high. Ch cheese steak. Cheese steak. Okay. <laughs> the cheese steaks are high. Are gonna be high. Okay. Mine was well, I have a lot actually, but mm. my main one is putting on the facade that like I love my body and I'm doing great on my health journey and all of this this was before not now mm -hmm. but like on my Instagram I would like cook things that looked healthy and delicious and then I would throw it away and eat mm -hmm. a cheeseburger because I wanted to give off this facade that I was like in the middle of this health journey that was all great and I was gonna lose all this weight and be perfect 
mm-hmm. when like I just wanted to eat a cheeseburger, which is okay. Right. I feel like it's a lie, you know. <laughs> it's a li- you're just a li- out here living a lie. You're lying, <laughs> lying to the people and to yourself. Right, and I that's definitely unhealthy because it's a lie mm-hmm. and then also because you can't grow from it because you're not being honest with yourself i wasn't being honest with myself like i'm saying oh i'm on this great health journey and really i'm cooking stuff for instagram and then throwing it away which and, is like what the fuck yeah and i <laughs> tackle your point i feel like the issue is that if you're gonna do a weight loss journey, you really have to do it for yourself. yourself right. What did Tyra Banks say? Take responsibility for yourself. Okay, <laughs> learn from this. You really have to do it for yourself because you're the the one that's on the treadmill. Right. Like there's nobody else on that treadmill with you, ho. Right. There's nobody else. Nobody on that else is sitting on the scale with me. Nobody, nobody else, else is, is in the doctor's office with me when he's telling me that I have high blood pressure. That didn't happen, but you know, right. if it does, it's just gonna be me in there. It's just gonna be you in there. So I feel like if that's why I say, like, if you're going to do it, do it for you. Like, don't do it for nobody else. Do not do it for anybody else because that's, those feelings are fleeting. The, the, the feeling yeah. that you get, the high that you get from people lifting you up for doing this is fleeting. So if you legitimately don't want to do it, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Because the only person that's going to clap for you when the lights are off are yourself. Is yourself. When you, when you see the progress you've done, because at, at the end of the day, I feel like more people care more people don't care than people who care. Right. Like, people are in, indifferent to, like, the actual practice of weight loss. They just don't fuck with fat people. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they don't care about you you losing the weight. No. They care. They just care about the fact that you're fat. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what really is. Yeah, th- I just read this article about this woman who, she calls herself a fat woman, and she is plus size, who just ran a marathon, like, finished it. Go in. Was great. And it was like, people were still coming at her for being overweight. And I'm just like, you don't care about health at all. Because she just, can you run a marathon from your couch, sis? Or you just want to be talking about her being overweight? Because she ran a marathon. What is you doing? Okay, because I, I have not <laughs> run a marathon. And I do not plan on running a marathon. I don't even get up and run to the fridge. <laughs> run to the store. Yes, no. But that is a huge, like, that's a huge accomplishment. Accomplishment. So and, I feel like. Yeah, if you look at that and the first thing you say is. Your fat lose weight. I'm confused. I'm looking at you with the biggest side eye. Cause what? Um, what's something you wish you could tell your younger fat self? I would say, like I legitimately would just tell my fat self that you're beautiful, younger yeah. fat self. You know what I'm saying? Like, just for the purposes of like lifting up my little younger fat self spirit. So you know what I'm saying? Like, not even like beautiful, like in conventional terms of beauty. Like trying to like. I don't know, like, just making that person, making my fat self feel good when other people weren't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, letting myself know that I'm beautiful, letting letting myself know that, like, if you want to lose weight, you can. If you don't want to lose weight, you don't have to. So don't let anyone else pressure you into feeling like you have to if you legitimately don't want to. Because that's a decision that you have to make for yourself. I think that's what I would tell myself. And it's okay. Like, you know, shit happens and you're going to gain weight. You're going to lose weight. But it's okay as long as you're happy. Yes. Whatever it takes to, for you to be happy, that's what you should pursue 100%. Is that's what I would tell my fat self. That's kind of lame, but that's what I would <laughs> Like, I don't know. Did you watch Sailor Moon? Yes. 
Who's your favorite fearless scout? Mercury. Okay. Ooh, or Mars. Probably Mercury, though. I was just watching, like, YouTube videos the other day of, like, different scenes from Sailor Moon. And there was one with Sailor Saturn. Sailor Saturn. And I am obsessed. Because <laughs> she's, like, when she comes, you know shit is real. Like, she said, if winter takes all, she said, I'm, if I'm coming, I'm taking the world with me. Mm-hmm. She said, this is really, really cute, what y'all were doing. You girls are really out here, really <laughs> trying to fight. But this isn't a game to me, okay? Right. She said, I come from a place of silence and the abyss. Like, I said, <laughs> okay, I am here for this. And she had a cute little bob. Like, I just really feel like she is that girl. I used to be a Pluto. Down. Mm-hmm. Because bangs. Bangs. Like, <laughs> because, I mean, bangs. And she always just gave me, she was an Amazon. Like, she was so tall. And she was just like a bad bitch. But Saturn, like, she just came to play. Like, she was like, <laughs> that girl, like, I can't. <laughs> I just can't deal with how deeply you got into the show. Like. Yeah, she was really that girl. And then she was like, she was cute when she was reincarnated as like a baby immediately after she like saved the world. So My nigga has really watched the entire series. I mean, I did, not, I did not. I just watched the clips on YouTube. I haven't watched the whole thing. But... <laughs> Yes. I mean, I used to stay, like, my brother, I mean, I'm so gay, y'all. My brother, he was Dragon Ball Z down. Like. I've never been into Dragon Ball Z. And I, mm, I mean, I'm not really either. Because I feel like I, I always was looking for, I always look for female characters. I always look for female characters. So, of course, I like Silver Moon more than I like Dragon Ball Z. Because so. they were all female. Mm-hmm. Except for the one guy. In the Tuxedo entire mask. series. Oh my god, that nigga got on my nerves. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so I have a, a funny one, but it requires, like, some thought. Okay. So, describe an embarrassing story using only three words or three short phrases. So, mine would be band camp. Almost shit my pants. <laughs> White shorts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is, like, such a dilemma. <laughs> Band camp, almost shit my pants, mm-hmm. white shorts. Mm-hmm. Mines would be, oh, this is hard. Stair stepper, mm-hmm. almost fell off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would be. <laughs> I almost fell off. The fucking stair stepper trying to be cute and look at niggas. Like, it that, would be trying to be cute and look, look at, at niggas. niggas okay? mm-hmm. Correct. Like really turning my head to be inappropriate and look. It almost fell off the fucking stair stepper. That would be mine. Okay. okay. I'm not going to ask any follow-up questions to that because nobody wants to know the details. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's for <laughs> What's your... I mean, this is... I already know this, but I feel like I want them to know. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces, and I'm a Pisces through and through, okay? I, I am Pisces on the outside. I feel like a Pisces on the inside. I exude Pisces when I speak to other people. I cry a lot. We should look up our compatibility, because I feel like we need to know if this we're compatible in order for this whole engagement. I have work. another test that we could take, too, that's not Zodiac-related. Um, my boyfriend and I just took it and found out ways to talk to each other that are based on our personality types. Oh, really? Because we're very different. Really? Yes, it's called an Enneagram test. We should do that in one of these episodes. Ooh, well. that would be fun. Um, so I am a Leo. 
Do you know your rising and moon signs? I know my moon signs. I don't know what my rising sign is. My moon sign is Aquarius. And it's funny because I read a description of it. I mean, I don't I don't really go too deep into the zodiac, but I know enough to know like what my specific information is. And I'm like Your moon sign is how other people see you. No, how you see yourself when interacting with other people. So you see yourself as an Aquarius, like you act like an Aquarius. You feel like you act <laughs> Aquarius like when you speak to other people. <laughs> I would agree with that. Really? Knowing the Aquarius is in my life. So, yes. <laughs> what are you trying to say? How do Aquarius, Aquarii act? How do they act? It's just very, um, you, you come at things from a logical perspective mm-hmm. when you are speaking to people, whereas my moon is in Pisces. <laughs> so you are a Pisces. So I come at people. Sailor Venus, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars. Yeah, no, literally, my. <laughs> Moon is in Pisces, and my Mars is in Pisces, and my Sun is in Pisces. So my anger comes out like a Pisces. No, sorry, my Mars is in Aquarius. My Mercury comes out like a Pisces. Wow, you have really researched it. I have. <laughs> uh, other people see me as a Pisces when they talk to me. And um, my my Mars sign, though, is that's how you project anger is mm. Aquarius. <laughs> okay. So I get angry like an Aquarius, but everything else is super emotional. I get so emotional. Yeah, I, the thing, the one thing that I read about, like a Leo Sun Aquarius Moon is like, they're like polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there, it's like your whole like approach to life is rooted in like contradiction, because mm-hmm. it's like Leos are very <laughs> very outspoken and loud and attention driven and that kind of thing, and then the Moon sign Aquarius is like. Chill. You just sit back and listen. You sit back and listen, and <laughs> yep. Approach things from a logical perspective. This so. all sounds like you. Yep, I'm. I'm convinced. <laughs> Correct. Aquarius. I mean Leo Aquarius, but yeah, those are my signs. I don't know the rest of them. We should do a birth chart one day, but yes. I would have to figure out what the fuck I when I was born, like the actual time. Your mama don't know. She was there, right? She swears she was there. <laughs> all the way. She was there. <laughs> She swears to this day that she was there. But I don't believe her. I feel like I came out as a full human. You just appeared from the from the nexus. Okay, <laughs> like a full adult, adult. Um, are you more likely to date a guy with whack dick that stimulates your mind like no other, or a guy with amazing dick who can't hold an intelligent conversation? Are we saying what? we prefer would prefer or what we would cur- date currently uh, you said are you more it wasn't let me just what were the questions are you more likely to date more guy, likely okay that's a, yeah. yes lead okay that's an interesting question more likely to date a guy with whack dick who stimulates your mind like no other or a guy with amazing dick who can't hold an intelligent conversation more likely uh, <laughs> 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 Insert grudge sound. More likely to, <laughs> I would say, in more likely to date someone. I was. It's say, hard, right? Because we need the dick, but also I need to be able to talk to you. <laughs> but you know, I'm struggling with this this language of more likely because I feel like who I am right now, mm-hmm. 
the more, more likely is about like probability. So what am me as I am in my well, answer, natural? Answer both then. If mm. we're talking about right now in this moment is more likely, I would say right now in this moment, I'm more likely to date someone who can't hold a conversation. Okay. But has good penis. But in the long term, I do not want that okay. <laughs> at all. I need that away from me right now. Okay, because them niggas are trash. They're horrible people, <laughs> and it's boring. Like it gets boring quickly. Yes, because the dick can't solve all the problems. It can keep you entertained for a moment. Literally a moment. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, I, I need you you I need you out. I want your I want you out. I want your things packed. <laughs> Call Tyrone. Okay. To the left, to the left. Everything you own. Do you feel like skinny people are happier? No. Happier than what? <laughs> <laughs> no. This I'm trying to see how she answered this question. This hair twirl and look at me dead on my face and about no, absolutely not. <laughs> but like happier than who? Because like happier than fat well, people. Well happier than fat people, yes. Do you feel like skinnier people are happier than fat people? No, because I feel like happy is a spectrum and you could be happier with your body than a fat person, but you could also live in a garbage like, can. Like be miserable. You could also not be able to get pregnant. You could also not be able to find a man. You could also not be able to advance in your career. Right. You could also not have a car. <laughs> so, no. I don't feel like they're happier. I feel like they might be happier with their bodies in any given moment, but that's not necessarily true either because I feel like I'm happy with my body at the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe happy with is not the right word. I like my body. I, I love myself in my body at the moment. So, there could also be someone who is a size zero who hates their body in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, no. I don't feel like they're happier. The reason I asked the question because I was like, there was a time in my adolescence where I legitimately thought that skinnier people were happier. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I legitimately thought at one point too that if I lost the weight, I'd be a happy, a happy right. person. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I, I never got to the point where I lost the weight, so I don't actually know. But I feel like in my bones, or I feel like in my mind, the answer is still no. As someone who has lost weight and then gained back, no, <laughs> no. Because it's it's really like, it's like one aspect of, like you said, it's like one aspect of your existence. Right. Like you're, and it's crazy because fat people, honestly, their whole existence is reduced to fatness. Like right, it. right. Think about it. But it's like, there are so many other aspects to like living your life, specifically as an adult, that can contribute to happiness or unhappiness. And you can be fat and still do all those things. You can be skinny and still be all of those things. Right. That's just one part of who... I am as a person. Yeah, no, I don't think skinny people. Skinny <laughs> I mean, skinny people. I, I don't, don't think, think skinny, skinny people, people are happy. happy. You know what? Me neither. <laughs> I think they'd be you. happier if they could eat more cheeseburgers. Okay. No, I don't think, <laughs> just by virtue of being skinny, I don't think that you're happier. I think, like you said, I think the issues that you would face as a fat person living in the society, you wouldn't have to deal with them at all. Right. So that wouldn't cause you any kind of strife or negativity so from that perspective i think that you know you don't have to worry about that kind of shit but i don't necessarily think that that means that you're immediately happier because i feel like there's a lot of miserable ass skinny bitches miserable miserable okay miserable miserable yeah los miserables los miserables that's not right (laughs) okay my, is this my last question? Who went first? Should I go first? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, no, I have two. Tell me the most boring thing about you. 
the most boring thing. Mm -hmm. Mine is I like to put ice cubes in my cereal. That's boring. I feel like that's not something you would tell anybody to like start a conversation or anything. Because <laughs> what do you say to that? Cool. You like cold cereal? That's like, <laughs> boring is interesting, right? Because I feel like that's awkward as fuck if you started a conversation <laughs> like that. Like, no. I'm like, you put ice cubes in your cereal? <laughs> the way that you just looked at me with these eyebrows. Like, <laughs> you the biggest ice side cubes? eye of life. It's already cold. Is your milk, no, outside, cold. Is your milk outside the refrigerator? I, no, it's not. It's in the fridge, but I like it to be ice cold. I like my cereal to be ice cold. Mm -hmm. I have sensitive teeth. I have to brush with sensitive so I would not be able to do that. It's too cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> I as well have sensitive teeth, but not the sensitive to cold type. So we like a cold, the way I like a cold juice. I like a cold cereal. It's the sweet. Cold brings out the sweet mm -hmm. in things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, but why. that's not where that's supposed to go. It's supposed to be a boring fact. We're not supposed to have follow-up to it. Because so maybe I, I, need I, to really, I need a Barbara Walters exclusive. Like, I don't understand why you think that it's okay for you to be putting ice cubes in, you know. You don't understand why I milk. think it's okay for me to put ice cubes in that's, my food. Because I don't understand. <laughs> it's not almond milk, it's oat milk. Because oat milk tastes better. Oat milk. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, my, the most boring thing. What I I'm hearing is I need to change my boring fact because it's not boring. It's really not. Mine would be, I mean, I like to sleep a lot. <laughs> That's pretty boring. I enjoy sleep. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people, I, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I'm going to fight. Like, <laughs> not fighting. I'm going to fight. Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter. Def Jam. Bloody Rage. Uh, Soul Calibur. Okay, bitch. <laughs> Super Kingdom Smash Hearts. Brothers, bitch. Mario Kart, Double Dash. Kingdom Hearts. We're throwing Red Shell because <laughs> all of it. I'm throwing the blue one. <laughs> for coming Man. for you, bitch. I can't. All right, my last one is, would you rather win the lottery or work at your perfect job? Perfect job. Mm -hmm. I, me too, because I feel like the lottery money would run out knowing myself. I like to shop. Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like if you're working something that you love, it's not really work. Like, right. And I also feel like, like, what is it to have money? I mean, don't get me wrong, because niggas, I want money. <laughs> like, I want money, but I mean, I want money for the purposes of not having to struggle. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And to be in a situation where I'm comfortable. Right. But to, to have access to money and nothing to do with it, yeah, I don't want to be a millionaire or a billionaire. I don't want to be a billionaire for sure. I'm not even sure I want to be a millionaire. I just want to be my idea of comfortable. Because right. I feel like it's different for everybody. Look, I just want to be in a situation where I don't have to worry about housing, where my debts are paid, where I can actually experience like financial freedom. I want to be able to go to the grocery store and not have to pull out my calculator. Or like if, a, if something comes up that I have to pay for, it's not like, it. yeah, yeah I, it's not like I have to plot and plan and, you know, finesse and, you yeah. know, what they say, Rob Paulie to pay. Rob Peter to pay Paul. Okay, yes, <laughs> Rob Peter to pay Paulie. I don't have to do all that. Why are we on the corner? Because this is a biblical reference we're talking about is here. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> we're robbing Peter, the disciple, to pay Paul. That's a biblical disciple. reference. I was That gave me very much so good telling. That's <laughs> was talking I, like we was Meek Mill, Tony Story out here, robbing Paulie. Robbing Paulie. <laughs> it was very much so good fellas casino. But um, yeah, I would rather work knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, what I want to do in my purpose. Okay. Because that would be so much more fulfilling than just having money. Agree. What's a talent that you wish you had? I wish I could sing. 
Mostly because my nigga talks about how singing is really the way to his soul. Really? I just want to be able to snatch it. I just want to be able to inhale his soul into my body. (laughs) And I can't do that because I can't sing. So I cannot. Meanwhile, anyone can sing. You be singing. (laughs) I be making noises with my mouth. I can't. (laughs) And singing is like, do you, okay, do you feel like singing is a talent or do you feel like singing is something that you can work to do? I feel like I could work to sing. Yes, I just don't feel I like agree. I have the right bass voice to get somewhere big, you know? Mm. Like, I could sing in the church choir. I feel like I could get there. I feel like I could get to singing karaoke at Applebee's and people so not booing me. Because here, okay, let's unpack this. When you say that you want to be able to sing. I want to be able to do the Beyonce, make my voice sound like a flute, you know? Okay. okay. <laughs> so you want to be able to, like, it's not about the ability to sing. It's like the platform for what you're singing. No, it's not the platform either. It's the, because you know how, like, you listen to a song and it really just gets you in your feelings? And mm-hmm. not every singer can do that. Yeah. Not every singer has that voice. Mm-hmm. I want that voice. That voice. Okay. I... Yes. Singing is one of those things where I feel like, I honestly think that anyone, the, the baseline is that you cannot have the, like, you have to be able to hear the note. There's legitimately people who can't do that. And I was in band, so, like, I can hear the note. Right. I just can't make it come out of me. <laughs> I can't. I can't make it come out of me. I can't. Ursula sold that shit, honey. You were No, but, um. I might be Ursula. Find me an Ariel to whose voice I can steal. I would say the times I wish I had, I wish I could sew. I really, because I'd be feeling like I could be out here, well, let me not clap, sorry. I could really be out here making the clothes that I want to make. Like, I could really be making, the, like, it would be sickening if I could just pick up material and say, I really want, because I've been plotting on a denim jumpsuit for, like, the past few years. And when it's, like, the material, there's, like, stretch, because sometimes with denim, it don't be wanting to move and pull, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. I need a little bit of stretch. So, if it doesn't stretch, it's not going to work. And that's hard for plus-size bodies. I know you're not necessarily plus-size anymore. No, I am. A lot of the stuff that looks cute on these little tiny models on the website don't necessarily look cute on my 3X body once I get it into my house, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to make clothes that fit the way I see them in my brain. Because when you think about it, it's like these are clothes. (coughs) It really depends on the designer and then what their whole perspective is on dressing fat bodies mm-hmm. when they have like these sizes that go all the way up because it's like are you are you just taking what fits on the 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 straight size model and then just making it bigger mm-hmm. or are you saying that we have to account for how this is going to fall on the right. larger body you're taking I, into account that the boobs are going to be a little lower on my body or mm-hmm. that the the hip isn't necessarily bigger than the waist mm-hmm. on my body are you right. taking that into yes. account when you're making plus size clothing because if you're talking about, like, we're just manufacturing clothes, I feel like they don't. Right. They really don't. But I think if you're talking about, like, custom. No, yes. I feel like custom mm-hmm. would definitely, yeah. No, I'm talking about, like, the boohoos and the fashion novas of the world mm-hmm. that sell the same product in a size from, like, a size 2 up to a 24. Are they taking into account that it's not going to fit the same way on a two that it does on a twenty-four? Right. And yeah. are they making those changes in the garment? And I don't think that they are. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I mean, I think if I, I mean logistically, I guess they can because they're manufacturing because they're just trying to mass produce the clothes. But it's like I want them to because mm-hmm. things legitimately fit differently on larger bodies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really do wish I could sew because I think I have all these visions in my head of like clothes that I think would look so fly. And to imagine, like, just being 
having the ability to say, okay, this is something I want to make and just going to make things. Mm -hmm. I want to teach myself how to sew on my YouTube channel. Mm. I want to get like a sewing machine. Those things are expensive. Aren't they? What are but I want to get one. Singer, sewing the machine. The singer, yeah. Mm. I want to get one and teach myself how to sew. Mostly because I do like DIYs. So mm. I want to be able to like take a shirt apart. Maybe add something on the side so that it looks a little different on my body. And there was a time where I used to watch <coughs> videos. And it really doesn't look that hard. Right. It really doesn't. It's like it's really just about stitching. And when you think about it logically, it's like, okay, obviously you have to have a stitch here, a stitch here, mm -hmm. a stitch there in order for it to fit a specific way. I mean, I think it's, but when you, men's clothing specifically, as someone who's like masculine presenting, I'm doing air quotes, masculine <laughs> presenting, it's like there's a lot more, what are they called? There's a lot more tailoring in men's clothing. There's a lot more like stitching. Mm -hmm. Well, like with the, a skirt, we you only had to put in one fucking stitch, really. <laughs> well, two, two stitches, depending on the you know kind of skirt that you're making. Whereas yeah. if you're making pants, yes, then you got to stitch on an angle. You got to get the crotch correct. Okay, the seat, the rise, and then we're not gonna talk about the calf to hit, not the calf, the calf to ankle ratio. We can have a whole episode about skinny jeans. I was about this earlier. We can have a whole episode about skinny jeans because I have a lot to say. <laughs> I really do. I have a lot to I say. I have a lot to say about plus size jeans in general. So we could do a full episode about on, that. On yes. Fashions. Favorite part of your body. Ooh. That's a good one. I feel like I wanted to end on a happy note. Uplifting. Okay. Positive. My favorite part of my body. I feel like it changes from time to time. Lately it's been my face because my skin has been doing nice things. Because yes, I started a skincare routine and it's been doing me great things. For a long time, it was my boobs because they are living juicy. for the gods. <laughs> they're quite juicy and sitting up. I also am a big fan of my legs. Like, they're strong and they're... I was thinking of something sexual. I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> my thighs do nice things at times. At times. Okay, that, that caveat is very important at times. At times. What's yours? Mine would definitely be legs. Mm-hmm. And That's your butt. favorite day at the gym too, right? Leg yes, day. legs and butt are my favorite things. It's my favorite thing to work out as well, mostly mm -hmm. because they're stronger. <laughs> and I also feel like when you really think about it logistically, like legs is the foundation of every exercise. <laughs> like really is the foundation of every exercise. So if you have strong legs, you really can do anything. And I would rather like, <sighs> yeah, legs are, my, legs are my favorite. Legs are also the foundation of most fashions. Because if you're thinking, like, if you're wearing a suit, it's got pants. If you're wearing a dress, you're showing your legs off. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I'm thinking about putting outfits together, I'm, I start with the bottom. Because I and know I what the like, bottom's going to look like before I dress the top. As a fat person, I feel like that's the, the hardest thing to shop for. Mm -hmm. Bottom. That's why I'm saying I can have a whole... I could do a whole dissertation on, on plus size denim, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> like plus size denim alone, I could do a full dissertation. Come on, I'm gonna write the epilogue because I'm like, I have things to say. <laughs> but yeah, my favorite part of my body would probably be my legs and specifically my thighs and my butt. It's my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You do have a nice butt. I'm leaving. Okay, <laughs> those are my favorite. All right, so before we end this episode, we wanted to preview one of the segments that we plan to do on this podcast, we're going to call it The Skinny, mm -hmm. where we, what are we doing? Where are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we're 
So I had this idea to have like a it's I don't want to just like frame it as just a pop culture segment, but it's really just like the 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 part of the episode where we talk about like a specific thing. In pop culture, it could be yeah okay yes pop culture yes okay. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) sorry pop culture yeah so. The skinny outfit would be really cool. Obviously, duh. The, the name is everything. I came up with it. Yes, God. The okay. name is everything. Come on, continuity. Yes, <laughs> the skinny. But I want it to be a, a, a section where we can, like, really... Things in pop culture, but try to relate it specifically to, like, fatness, health, wellness, fitness, right. that kind of thing. But I'm, there's a fitness person that I follow that had this post that I thought was so interesting. I thought it would be good to talk about on the show. And it, he was talking about... He, he just screenshotted a quote, and it said, the body positivity movement enabled fat people to participate in negative behaviors. It was something to that effect, I'm paraphrasing. And it just made me think, like, this is an interesting thing to say, <laughs> like, to, and to repost on your Instagram page. And this is someone who is, like, I want to say, like, he, he was a fat person who lost a lot of weight. And now he's being, you know, lifted up to be not not the voice of fat people who have lost weight, but he's just someone who is revered within like the fitness community because of his weight loss. His weight loss. And he's been featured on like bodybuilding.com, that kind of thing. So this is someone who really takes health and fitness very seriously. And he had this post about the body positivity movement. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about. So when we're talking about like adverse behaviors, we're talking about like binge eating. And like the inability, I'm assuming the inability to lose weight. Like the fact that you're, the fact that the body positivity movement exists makes it so that people feel comfortable in their skin to not want to lose weight. Which is like a weird thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that because people are learning to love themselves and their bodies in the state that they're in that they feel okay to be themselves. Is that what we're saying? Or that they feel okay doing things like binge eating or like... And that's why I feel like, I mean, we I, I, we can definitely talk about this in another episode, but like, what is the body positivity movement? Like, what right. is it? Who started it? Like, what is the goal of the body positivity movement? Because I don't think that it's to say do what you I don't think it's to say binge eating is okay or like um I'm trying to think of a different example of like an adverse or a a not healthy behavior that a fat person would exhibit I mean like not going to the gym I think it's like the fact that fat people that there's an opinion about fat people existing that doesn't mean that you're focused on losing weight eating healthy yeah okay um, okay feeling shame about weight but it's also like there are skinny people who don't go to the gym. So are we saying that the body positive movement also allows them to be up to to not be your ideal of healthy? Because I'm just confused mm-hmm. on what this on what we're saying here. We're it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because when I think about the body positivity movement, we can talk about. I mean, come for me if I'm this is not correct. The the way that I understand the body positivity movement, it's supposed to be showing. It's, it's not necessarily like saying this is a better way to live. It's saying that these are people who exist. Right. <laughs> like, and just it, it, visibility is the primary goal of the body positivity movement to just show that there are people who don't live and exist in a very specific body type 
and they still have to live in this world. Right. Like, they still exist, and they still have to have access to clothing. They still have love lives. They right. still have stories Everything about Everything that sex. everybody else has. Like, right. What I'm hearing when you say the body positivity movement allows fat people to participate in adverse or adverse health things. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing when you say that is because I'm fat, I shouldn't love myself. Right. <laughs> and exactly. that doesn't make any sense to me right. <laughs> because I'm still a person and I'm still deserving of love I, from myself like... first and foremost. Like right. <laughs> I don't understand how you can tell me that I'm not allowed to love myself because I don't look how you think I should look. Right. That doesn't make any sense to it me at all. Sense. <laughs> and it's, I, and I just am so, like, we'll talk about this later, but I feel like I don't understand how you can shame someone into doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how how sustainable is a weight loss journey if it's grounded in shame? Because like you said earlier, you have to do it for yourself. Right. So if I'm doing it so that I don't make you feel some type of way, that's not me doing it for myself. Right. If I'm doing it because you're telling me that I should feel shame if I don't do it, then that's not a healthy way for me to do anything, let alone something that's going to change my entire world, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, you have to change, it's like a, it's, you have to unlearn a lot usually Yeah. related to health, weight, working out, that kind of stuff. So for that to be grounded in shame, the, the base point for the, the the thing that motivates you to do the the behavioral change is shame. I don't think that that's something that's going to be. I know it's not something that's going to be sustainable. And I also question how it how many people legitimately like decide to go to the gym or go to, you know, go to diet they because of shame. Right. Like I don't, I wonder how many people do that. I mean, maybe and I wonder even, how many are successful after doing it based out of shame. Right. Because I think that. I don't know. I feel like you can't tell people that just by virtue of existing and lifting, lifting other people up. And it's not even, I feel like it's not even lifting people up. It's really just about saying that there's more people, there should be more people allowed into the room in conversations related to health, to beauty, to fashion, to music, to entertainment, because they're like, they should be allowed in the room. (laughs) I think about this all the time when I'm looking for like workout YouTube videos, when I want to work out to a YouTube video and they're all like these really fit people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just want to watch somebody who's going to struggle through the workout right. with me, you know? They should be allowed to have platforms too. They should be allowed to love themselves enough to want to put out a workout video. This is someone to me who sounds like he's completely indoctrinated the whole ethos of the fitness industry. And that specifically the fitness industry for someone who was fat and who lost weight. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for you to be happy, like we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. he associates happiness with, with a specific body yeah. type and a specific health outcome. And it's weird for you to use your platform in that manner. Right. Knowing where you came from. Because when you were fat, would you want somebody to say that to you? Would you want somebody to tell you that you shouldn't love yourself until you lose weight? And I feel like there are people who legitimately would argue they would. There are people who argue that they would. I don't and think And that's, that's fine. Argue. I don't think that that's the majority of people, though. And right. I don't think that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a car. Okay. We're going to say it was a car. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think that there are... I don't think that you should use your platform to push one single narrative. Mm-hmm. We're going to say there was another car. <laughs> if you want to say something like that, 
I'm, I can't stop you, obviously, but I also think that you should advocate for the people who don't feel that way, too. Mm. I think you should use your platform to advocate for as many people as possible and not ostracize people who don't feel the same way you do, unless it's like a humanity thing, because that's a little different. And it also feels like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> After talking to the mic, apparently. I also feel Welcome like... Welcome to podcast. <laughs> I also feel like you... I think you... You, I feel like, here's, how should I say this? I think your ability to get more people to actually participate in the behavior that you want them to, I feel like it would be more successful if the way that you approached it was, this is what I did, and this is uh, just giving them the information and and letting them do with that what they will. And let let them do that what they will. Like, I think that to me, that's so much more beneficial than saying that you are a bad person. Because that's really what the, the yeah. person is saying. You are a bad person because you're fat. Like, your inability to exercise self-control with your eating, to go to the gym, and to prioritize your health enough means that you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. And you're not worthy of being allowed in spaces. Right. And statements like that don't even take into account other things that could be happening in your life. Right. You could want to go to the gym and you can't because you can't find childcare. You could want to go to the gym and you can't because you had to work late. Like, fat people still have to live Live. in all these (laughs) other contexts. And I just think that that's really what the body positivity movement to me is about. It's that, like, fat people need clothes. Right. Fat people need... When they're on the come up, or they're on the they're on the when they're gaining weight, or when they're coming down, we like, need mattresses that support our body frame so that we can sleep well at night. We need restaurants to understand that fit menus aren't always the menu that we should have to order off of. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where someone has only given you a fit menu? Mm-hmm. Yes. I will leave <laughs> right now from this podcast. Yes, I have. Who did I was in that? Atlantic City. I was in Atlantic City. At uh, one of the restaurants, like in one of the hotels, mm-hmm. and I was with my then girlfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> and my cousin, who oh, is Lord. pretty. My my cousin at the time was very fit. She was a dancer, so like mm-hmm. she had the quintessential like dancer body. Mm-hmm. She was like tiny, but she was muscular. And they gave her like the regular house menu. Mm-hmm. They gave my girlfriend the regular house menu, and then they gave me like the. I thought it was a child, a children's menu at first because mm-hmm. it was like a different size than the regular menu. Mm-hmm. And I opened it and it's full of like the fit portion of the menu. So it was like the salads and the like grilled chicken dishes, all of those. And I didn't like ask anybody because at the time I was like not a person for confrontation. Mm-hmm. Now I would be like, send like, the entire staff out here. I need to talk to everyone or around I them leave. up. Like that's so fucked up. Like I don't understand why you, because again, it's like, People have to eat. Like, people have to eat. And it, it, it could be the case that... And my money is still green, sis. Like, it's going to spend the same way. <laughs> and it could be the case that, you know, you are celebrating in that moment. You're celebrating the fact that you lost 20 pounds. So it's like, oh, I'm going to eat. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it could be the case. Like, that could be your cheat meal after you lost 40 pounds. Like, people, fat people exist. So... They could be losing weight or not losing weight, but they still have to exist. I still have a, a presentation next week. I'm not, I don't, me. I'm just saying this in general. <laughs> I still have a presentation next week where I, it requires me to have dress pants. And, and I, I could be losing weight or right. I could not be losing weight, but I still have a presentation that has to get done. I still so, have to wear these dress pants. Right. So if there's no dress pants available for me, how am I going to do my presentation? Right. Same with 
uh, plus size workout gear. You know how mm-hmm. hard it is to find cute plus size workout gear that's actually comfortable to work out in. It's insane. Mm-hmm. There's like you could go to Lane Bryant. Lane Bryant's got a pretty good line, but everybody else is like, what? But it's like you want us to go to the gym so badly, but you don't make us any clothes to go to the gym in. Mm-mm. What are we supposed to go to the gym in? Same way. You remember when everybody was like freaking out because Nike had plus size mannequins? Mm-hmm. That and that will be another topic. Because <laughs> I, I need to read the comments and I need to, to drag because that's just really. It's just insane to me because like <laughs> we need clothes to work out in. How <laughs> are we supposed to go sense. to the gym that you're telling us to go to if we don't have no clothes to go to the gym in? I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm the type of person, gym clothes to me, it's really not about being cute. It's really just about what I grab that's clean. And <laughs> See, but I'm more likely to get in the gym if I have a cute outfit to show That's off. right, yeah. If okay. I have a cute outfit to take post-gym pictures in, I'm more likely to go. Okay, I can respect that. I'm the type, I be in a, a shirt, <laughs> as long as it's clean and a good short. A good short. Okay, and a clean pair of socks, that's what I be in the gym in. <laughs> But no, I need a nice matching fabletic set. I just think that person really didn't understand like what the po- body positivity movement actually is. And we're gonna delve into that in another episode. So but, we can really like break it down and unpack everything. We're gonna jump into another segment that we're gonna call weekly consumption, sticking with the theme, of where and consuming, <laughs> where we tell you. Something that we have consumed throughout the week could be food, could be media, could be fashion, could be anything that really Whoa. resonated with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine mine is going to be fashion related. I found the cutest t-shirt dress on Boohoo mm-hmm. that comes in a size 24, which is a size bigger than what I usually wear, but I wanted it to be a little bit loose. We're going to see how it actually fits and falls when it gets here, but it's the first time that I really like put together an outfit in my mind mm. and this shirt is a graphic t-shirt dress that has a Tupac picture on the front. Mm. I'm very excited about it. I love a t-shirt dress. I feel like if I could wear, I mean I can wear them. You can wear it. You, you in a t-shirt dress with a good over the knee boot, bitch. <laughs> I could wear them but I feel like literally the epitome of comfort. You have one right. garment on. Mm-hmm, correct. Well, two, because you got to wear a bra. I guess you don't have to, but I right. have to because boobs. Right. Or you don't have to, but... True. True. Right. I have been trying to go places without a bra lately. Mm-hmm. I went to the Wawa, the corner store, to get gasoline one the day without store. a bra. <laughs> without a bra. And it felt very liberating, but also a lot of people were looking at me, so... I mean, I generally feel like people are always looking at me, too. That's another thing we can talk about. But, yeah, I feel like the t-shirt dress is going to be really, really cute with, like, a sneaker. The red sneaker that I showed you. Mm -hmm. The Fila. The one that looked like Balenciaga's but cost $65. Yes, we love a a cheap and cheerful moment. Yes. And then, like, a cute little, like, crossbody bag. And Mm -hmm. then you can, like... A nice red lip. And, like, accessories. I don't know if you're, like, an earring or, like, a... I'm I'm feeling, like, a nice high top knot. I'm going to straighten my hair. Do like a top knot with a big hoop. That's what I'm feeling mm-hmm. for the look. Or it could be really cute. You do like a like a diamond or something. Like a stud. Or like some, yeah, like a stud. Mm-hmm. That would be really, really cute. And like the feminine with the masculine. Mm-hmm. We like mm-hmm. our juxtaposition. <laughs> My weekly consumption, I found a new anime that, I mean, it's, old, it's probably old to other people, but it's new in terms of me watching it. Um, it's called Michigo and Hachin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have not. It's really good. But it's essentially, it's, where do you watch it on? 
YouTube. Some, like, all, Funimation? Oh, YouTube. All the episodes are on YouTube. Um, okay. Okay. Maybe we'll put a link, like, in the, the the podcast notes, in the video notes. I think that's a thing. I've listened to podcasts before. And, and they put them in the somewhere. notes. Hopefully you don't copyright. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's called Bichiko and Hachin. And essentially, it's like, first of all, most of the characters are people of color. Oh. So already for an anime, that's dope as fuck. Yes. Like, already, most, most of the characters are people of color. And it's like Afro, It's I think that the setting is like, like Afro-Latina, like Afro, what's the word I want to use? Like, I don't know if they're in like a, it's like black Latin people, like is the context of okay. where the anime is. But it's like, they have like Japanese names, but also like Afro-Latino names. <laughs> so it's really, really cool. And then the plot of the show, I mean, it's kind of trippy because it's like, what are y'all really talking about? But essentially it's like this, woman who had a relationship and apparently she was like associated with like a crime syndicate she she had a relationship with this man before she went to prison for a long time the man ended up while she was in prison having a daughter and then she goes and gets the daughter from like these horrible these horrible people she was like a foster child and like of a horrible family she gets the daughter and they like go on this adventure to find her dad also the main character is like i guess like love interest and it's just interesting because these niggas are always getting into shit. Like, I cannot, <laughs> like, always getting into shit. And they don't know if the man is still alive because he was in, like, an accident on a bus where the bus blew up. Oh. Yes, and the man is speculated to be dead, but it's like, nobody, the girl, she wholeheartedly believes that this man is still alive. And the, the daughter, she's never met her dad, so it's like, their whole dynamic is interesting because it's like, they have literally no connection, but she still, like, treats her like she's her daughter. So it's really, really good. I love anime, so it's good to see <laughs> black people in anime. We have another, that, that should be another episode, too, because I could really get into some anime. Okay. Inuyasha was my shit, okay. Okay, I have another one, just mm-hmm. just quickly before we wrap up. If you are not watching a black lady sketch show, what are you doing with your life? I because guess. it is the best thing that has ever been put on to the televisions. I understand that not everybody has HBO, but I mean, find a friend, give them, get them the password get them to give you the password right. so that you can watch it on the HBO Go. It is really good. And I am usually slow to all things <laughs> pop culture. Like, why are we doing a show about pop culture? But, like, <laughs> I'm usually slow to all things pop culture. But I was watching a little excerpt from it yesterday when I was over here. And I'm like, this show is so fucking funny. It's like, hilarious. Yeah, like, even the little scene that I saw. And the writer's room is all black women. The main characters are all black women. It is produced by all black women. It's a great show. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys for listening. So what we want you to do is to share. We're trying to grow this thing into something Mm -hmm. bigger. Huge. (laughs) I don't want it to be too huge. No, I'm playing. But um, I just want to have a safe space for fat people to understand that other people are also fat and to live each other's... um, shared experiences with yes yes so i want you if you can to share this on your social media and have a friend listen even if it's just one person you're like oh look at this listen to these two fat people talk about anime like what the fuck yes listen like, to it with your fat friend listen to it with your skinny friends so that they understand what being fat is really like okay because yes so do that also comment we want to hear what you think hear what you feel <laughs> 
And we want to get your perspective on like, even if it's something related to the show format, how do you feel about the audio? Like we want to get engagement surrounding around this because we want to, like Taylor said, to really establish a community and talk to each other and share experiences and have community, you know, surrounding our shared life experiences. Mm -hmm. So engage with us. So comment, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, at Taylor Renee, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-Y-N-A-I. That's me. I want to give a quick shout out to our producer, K Moody on the mic. He sets up our equipment and does all the post-production for this podcast. You can stream Say Less by K Moody on the mic, youtube.com slash K Moody on the mic. Also, soundcloud.com slash K Moody on the mic. Until next time, bye. Bye.